intro music by Max Russo, class of 2020. And today, I have a co-host, and I'll let him introduce himself. Welcome to We Go Places podcast. I'm your host, Josiah Waringa. I'm I'm a sophomore at Community High School in West Chicago. I'll be interviewing my sister, Joanna Waringa, who graduated from this high school in 2011. What do you do? I currently work out in Denver, Colorado as an a nurse. I have two jobs actually as a nurse. I work as an intensive care nurse and then I also work as a forensic nurse examiner. What do you do after high school? So I graduated from West Chicago Community High School in 2011 and I went on to, I actually lived and did a summer as an intern in the Dominican Republic and I lived there and taught first grade for a summer And then I came back to the States and went to Indiana Wesleyan University, where I majored in nursing and Spanish. And then I moved out to Colorado after I graduated from there. Is there anything you took in high school to help you describe what you wanted to do following high school? Oh, yeah, that's a great question. I took a few classes that really helped me figure out what I wanted to do in university. I um, I, I knew I wanted to speak Spanish um, more proficiently, and so I decided to major in Spanish and took Spanish courses throughout my time at WeGo. Um, and then my senior year, I took human anatomy and physiology because I thought I wanted to be a nurse, but I just wasn't quite sure if it was for me or if I really loved the science behind it. And so I took that class just to discover, is this something I'm interested in? Is it something that I'm good at and enjoy learning? Um, and I really, really enjoyed it. So I decided to move forward in college with uh, a nursing major. When did you know what this was, what you wanted to do? Um, I think it was after, mostly after my time overseas when I came back to the States. Um, I knew that eventually I would want to move overseas and do some kind of nonprofit work, um, which I've been able to do in the last few years. And so it was in my time being overseas that I realized there was such a need for medical professionals. Um, and so I decided that I wanted to to start with nursing um, and go from there. And I've really loved it. Where do you work now? I currently work in a hospital out in Denver, Colorado, two different hospitals actually, um, where I am working on the intensive care unit for one. And for the other one, I work as a forensic nurse examiner. What excites you or how do you continue to learn and challenge yourself? Oh, that's such a great question. Something so important to think about after high school and university. Um, I have... I think especially my time overseas, I only moved back to the States. I came back to the States in March of 2020. Um, And so I think my time, especially overseas, really 
involved a lot of learning, learning about new cultures, um, being open and flexible, learning about myself um, and how I function in a different culture and in different relationships. Um, and then also as a nurse, I feel like we're, we're constantly learning. There are always new things for us um, to improve on, um, better ways to serve patients. And I think especially with um, the last year being what it has been with this pandemic, it's really required that we learn a lot of flexibility and adjusting with what we have been learning about the virus and um, and everything, all of the new information that comes out. It's so important that we keep up to date with evidence-based practice and um, all of the information that's coming out um, so that we can serve our patients um, and treat them really well. A tips for success? Tips for success. Always keep learning, always be flexible. I think I learned overseas just how important it is to to be flexible. I think it really grows resiliency in us when we when we learn how to um, you know, it's been a really challenging year that we've all been in. Um, and so to learn to um, help people through that and to be kind to yourself, kind to others in the midst of it is so important. Um, and then also to just be flexible to um, with everything that's changing. Um, I think that was, I think for me, a key to success living overseas um, was, was that flexibility, being kind, and then also just being patient, um, patient with myself, patient with those who are, are around me because it's a different culture. It's a different um, way of life. And so just being really open to that and, and patient in the midst of that. Any words of wisdom? I don't know that I'm old enough yet to have words of wisdom. Um, I, I wish I could say I do, but I think you all know you that this has been a hard year. Um, I'm sure you've been in school at times, you've been online at times, and that is really challenging. And so I think what I mentioned earlier, um, I think it's so important that we learn to be really kind to ourselves um, and and give grace to ourselves in the midst of everything that's going on. Um, be honest with people when it's a hard year, when it's a hard week, when it's a hard day, um, and allow other people into that space um, to help. And I think that's so important and maybe the the only words of wisdom that I've learned so far. <laughs> Any book rearrangement? Re re oh, oh, a book recommendation? Yes. I have a book. Um, it's called The Locust Effect. It's by a man named Gary Haugen, um, and it's it's phenomenal. He is the um, the man that started the organization that I worked for when I was living overseas, um, and it talks a lot about um, the connection to violence and how that um, keeps people in poverty. Um, it's a really, really interesting read, um, very eye-opening to many things that are happening around the world and um, how the end of poverty requires an end to violence. So it's a, it's a really excellent book. It's called The Locust Effect.
Wow, that was a great interview, uh, Josiah. Would it, would, can I ask a few follow-up questions, Joanna? Yes, of course. So, uh, Joanna, you, you so you have a specialty in two areas. Can you d- describe um, what it is that – so the, you said that you do forensic nursing. What is that? Yeah, so forensic nurse examiners work um, typically out of an ER in a hospital, um, but at least in, in the program I'm in, we can go anywhere within the hospital, and we see any patients, um, if they are willing – who have been victims of violence. Um, So we see any cases of child abuse or elder abuse, um, any cases of um, domestic violence or um, sexual assault, that kind of thing. And and then you also, you said you were also in emergency care uh, as well. That was the other uh, um, uh, uh, specialty that you were in? Uh, Intensive care. I work in the ICU. Mm -hmm. So... so, um, how do you split your day uh, in doing both of those jobs? Yeah, so for a lot of nurses, we work typically three 12-hour shifts, um, either during the day or at night. So I currently work just two 12-hour shifts in the intensive care, and then I work on call for the other job between 12 and 24 hours a week, um, and they call me if I need to come in for an exam. And so that's at a different hospital on different days. So if, if I could maybe rewind a little bit in time. So Josiah had asked the question that uh, after high school, you were able to do some work overseas. You said you went to the Dominican Republic uh, and, and did some work there. What was that like? Yeah, it was incredibly formative. I think for me as an individual, I only spent um, two months there um, teaching first grade, but it was Right after the earthquake that happened in Haiti, um, so this would have been 2011, and the earthquake was either earlier that spring in 2011 or 2010. I apologize, I don't remember. Um, and so the majority of my class was um, half was Haitian um, who had fled Haiti due to a lot of violence that was occurring um, after the earthquake and then, um, Dominican students as well. And so it was, it was just incredibly formative for me to get to know these kiddos and their families and, um, be in their homes. And, um, some of them lived in an orphanage. And so I got to meet their, their house parents, spend time with them. Um, and just, it was, it really paved the way for, leading me into living overseas um, from 2018 to March of this, uh, sorry, 2020. Um, And so it was just kind of like cracking the door open to learning about a new culture, really forming me as a person um, of, of learning and desiring to be shaped and formed by other cultures, um, which was really, really special as, you know, an 18 year old. It was an incredible experience. Wow, that does sound amazing. Now, you said you also did other work overseas as well. Where did you go? I lived, I actually went back to the Dominican Republic in 2018, and I lived there for a year. And then I moved to Romania in 2019. And what did you do in Romania? I In both countries, I worked um, as a caseworker for survivors of human trafficking. Um, and so uh, both were 
in the Dominican Republic, I was there for one year. And then in Romania, I was there for nine months and then had to get evacuated because of everything with COVID. Um, I was supposed to actually be moving back just a month ago. So um, change of plans, but it was uh, such an honor to serve with the organization and, and work with my clients who are incredible. Um, so yeah, it was a really great experience. What did you, did you, are you then uh, polyglot in that you could speak Romanian as well? Did you learn the language as well? I wish, but it is actually a Latin-based language. So it's very similar to Spanish. So ah. surprisingly, I understood a good amount of Romanian, um, but I'm very bad at speaking it. <laughs> so uh-huh. I can uh, order food and say thank you and uh, get in a taxi. But that's about it. <laughs> so um, that sound, it sounds like the work that you do you know, you're, you're really immersed in a very emotionally intense scenarios. People are physically hurt. They're emotionally devastated and, and all of that. How do you keep yourself strong when so many other people have been weakened by these situations? Yeah. Um, I think the first has been that I have an incredible community that is surrounding me, um, both my family and as well as just incredible friends. Um, and um, I'm actually getting married in a month, so my fiance as well. Um, just an incredible community that has been an excellent support and source of strength. But I think mostly what I've learned um, – through all of it is um, incredible hope. I think I've seen some of the um, most horrible and awful things that can happen in this world, but I've also seen um, the beautiful resiliency of individuals that I've worked with and then coworkers that I have who've who've worked um, to walk with these individuals for years and years and years um, who are they are truly my heroes and just it's incredible to to watch them and their perseverance and their consistency um and so i just have such a deep um amount of hope that um you know that there is a possibility for restoration um there is the ability to persevere and 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 walk through and not only just survive but to really um, thrive and and find a place of healing and growth. Um, and so that is what I hope for each individual that I work with. Wow, that was amazing. Um, I just, I'm just unpacking the, the beauty of what you just said. Mm-hmm. Um, so you you because of the pandemic, you had to leave Romania and come back to the United States. Uh, how did you settle in in uh, Colorado? Um, yeah, so I moved out to Colorado back in 2015 um, after I had been serving in some clinics in India in university and met um, a pastor and his wife there. And so they invited me to move to Colorado actually with them. So I moved here to help start a church in 2015 and then um, just really quickly built strong community here and um decided to come back, um, that this was kind of home for me. Um, the hospital I'd worked in previously, um, was asking for help kind of in the midst of the pandemic. And I was able to come back, um, 
because I have a nursing license here and, and work in the midst of that, um, and, and settle back in Colorado. Uh, hold on. I missed a part there. You were in India as well. What was that experience like? (laughs) That was, that was incredible. I was, um, my university required that all nursing students did, um, that we had to participate in, a transcultural nursing practicum. So we had to do a certain number of, of clinical hours overseas. And so I signed up for a trip to India. And so I went twice in university. They were just very short trips, um, but they were, it was great. I, I love India. I love um, the food, the culture. It was phenomenal. Um, and so it's a really beautiful place. And I, I really enjoyed it um, and enjoyed kind of working in these clinics Um it, you know, you get to see some diseases you would never see in the States. You know, I saw leprosy and um, a lot of tuberculosis and just a lot of things that are rare to see in the States. So it was a really rich um, learning experience um, and, and grew our team, I think, in, in adapting in different cultures and, and serving patients um, from a different culture and in a different language um, and just taught us how to work through all that. That sounds like an incredible uh, experience. Now, now, when, so you were talking about your nurse training through Indiana Wesleyan. Uh, how did you gravitate towards a particular specialty within within nursing? Yeah, that's a that's a great question. I had not gone into university with any specialty really in mind. Um, and so I actually thought I would work in um, the ER, like in emergency medicine. Um, but once I graduated, it was um, a little bit challenging to find a job out in Denver at the time. And so one of the first jobs I got was in a neurointensive care unit. And so that's where I started. And I, I realized that I, I loved the intensive care side of things, but I really wanted to transition to more focusing on um, medical intensive care and surgical intensive care. Um, and so I was able to train over in our general ICU at the hospital. If I could maybe come back to your work that you did in Romania, that sounds really incredibly powerful that you were able to serve in this uh, particular uh, organization that was able to bring people out of human trafficking. Um, could you maybe describe that a little bit more? Yeah. So it's an incredible organization that works um, under the idea that, um, and it's kind of that idea I mentioned before, just that the end of violence um, or the end of poverty requires an end to violence. And so just so strongly believing that in how critical it is for um, countries to have a really um, not, I don't want to say strong law enforcement response, but a good law enforcement response. So to have police officers and a prosecution office um, and social workers who um, who come from a very trauma-informed approach and a very um, victim-centered approach that, um, you know, we are here to serve individuals who have survived something terrible and we are going to walk with them and treat them in such a way um, that works towards healing rather than re-traumatization. Um, and we believe that when there's a, a good 
team approach from prosecution and law enforcement that in, that the police are actually investigating these cases, that the prosecution office is actually moving them forward, um, that we can actually see um, human trafficking not just decline but end in our lifetime um, if that's the response that we have from, from the government. And so um, we've seen it very successfully work in in programs we've had throughout the world and so we're you know we we're wanting to bring this to Romania and just firmly believing that that the government can be empowered to end human trafficking um, and can support survivors in such a way um, not only that there are successful cases but there that there can be healing for them as well and in that you know as there are more and more successful cases that there will be protection for those who are most vulnerable. Wow. That's, that's sounds like that must've been such incredibly fulfilling work that you did there. And it sounds to me that that would, how that does that in many ways connect and strengthen the work you do as a forensic nurse as well? Yeah, absolutely. It's um, the reason I wanted to get involved in that type of work as a nurse um, and so it really was, you know, my time overseas that kind of moved me in that in that direction, um, for sure. And so it's been um, very interesting to learn a different side of it, kind of the medical side of it, rather than the case management side. Um, but I've really, I've really enjoyed it so far. So what if, since you've been back during the COVID era, what have been some of the challenges and maybe success stories that you've seen in the medical field um, in these in this you know th- these past ten months? Yeah, you know it's definitely been been challenging. I know for the medical community throughout the country, um, some I know definitely more than others. Just the initial response was so challenging. It was something so new. Um, no one knew how to respond. Um, and so it just required, I think, incredible teamwork. And, um, you know, I think everyone had to really just step in in that that time. And um, it wasn't ideal. You know, we had to adjust the way that we typically um, do patient care. And it didn't feel like there were enough nurses at times. So, you know, hospitals had to get creative with how we would how we would do things, how we would train up other nurses who maybe not worked in the intensive care to help us out um, in that time. Um, And I think over the summer, just being able to recover a little bit and put in a game plan for this winter, just because we knew that it would get bad again. Um, And so I think it's just been so critical that we've been having really that teamwork approach um, to serve our patients so that they can um, heal as best as possible. Um, just to acknowledge that uh, many, many people are grieving um, in this year. Um, that it has been, um, it's challenging. It's challenging to um, be with patients, you know, as they they pass, and um, families may not be able to be there. Um, and so to grieve with with families in that. Um, and to give them, you know, I think the um, positive has just been to give them whatever opportunity we can, whether that's on an iPad or, um, you know, phone call, whatever it is, um, just to make sure that we connect them as much as possible. And then um, for us to just make sure that we're there then for those patients when their families can't be um, has been 
so, so important. And it's, you know, such a joy. The one, the, the patients that we get to see, um, get better and, you know, leave the hospital and it's, um, so exciting. And then, um, also just to, to be there with those who are just incredibly sick, um, uh, so that they're not alone. So you have, uh, a future wedding, which is congratulations, by the way, I, Thank uh, you. I read from, uh, Josiah's, uh, uh, questions earlier on what, uh, what's in the future for you? Yeah. So I'm getting married in a month and then, um, you know, I'm in starting grad school in March and in Denver for, you know, what will be the longest time I've lived in the U S for a while. So I plan to be here to finish grad school. Um, and then so open to anything, um, we would love to move overseas again someday or, um, stay in the States, but, uh, yeah, just really excited that there are some new opportunities and more learning on the horizon. So, uh, you know, people, sometimes they stay home. A lot of people don't leave Illinois. Uh, how do you like Colorado? I love Colorado. It's incredible. Um, you know, it's fun. Denver is a fun city because you live in a city, but you're 45 minutes from the foothills and lots of adventure and hiking and camping and backpacking and just getting to be outside, um, has been really great. It's just, uh, you know, I think just a very healthy city and people love to get out and run and, um, be outdoors. So it's been really fun. Well, Joanna, thank you so much for your time, uh, tonight. This has been such a inspirational, um, interview to hear of all the great work that you've done, uh, in your time already. And just so exciting to see how much good you're going to put into the world moving forward. So congratulations on your future grad work. And of course your pending nuptials and, uh, we really hope you the best. Thank you so much. Yeah. Thank you, Mr. Turnbaugh. I appreciate it. And Josiah, thank you so much for all your questions. It was really fun to get to answer them and stay connected with the WeGo community. Uh, it's been great. And I would like to thank Josiah for being a great lead host uh, today with uh, with this. And and I, I hope that I can do more interviews with Josiah uh, in the future. This was really fun. Thanks. Thanks for listening. If you want to find past episodes, go to Apple Music Podcasts and search WeGoVox.